You're listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Making Business Profitable podcast with profitability experts Dave Kapkowitz and Mike Watkins. Coming at you from 5,675 feet in lovely Golden, Colorado. My name is Dave Kapkowitz and I'm here with Michael Watkins living our mission statement to impact lives through improving business performance. We accomplish this by coaching, speaking, and educating so you can live your best life. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How you doing, buddy? Um, I want some pancakes, man. <laughs> it, all you got to do is step outside. I know. This every, is ridiculous. Every morning, we come into our garage, walk down the stairs to get to our office, and we smell pancakes and bacon. Yeah, I, I smell the bacon. I smell bacon, and I'm like, I'm ready to mow over a group of school children to get to it. I'm like, get out of my way. I want the bacon. I know. It's like, wow, man. You remember that, uh, that dog treat thing? Bacon, 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 bacon. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, the problem is, I mean, this is golden, so if you do stop in and get some pancakes and bacon, you're out of 20 bucks. 20? I was thinking like 200. Goodness, yeah. golden, golden Colorado. Oh, goodness. But uh, good stuff. I mean, they're good good people over there, great people over there. But So I got something for you. Okay. What are we calling this podcast? Uh, the whirlwind, right? Or getting out of the whirlwind? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, that's what we were going to talk about. The six steps to get yourself out of the whirlwind? Yeah. I don't, we didn't. Did we number six steps? I think we did. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Six steps to getting out of the whirlwind. We'll start this podcast, and however many steps we get through is how many I steps like it'll it. be on the name of the I podcast. Like Does that I sound like good? It. Yes. But how to get out of the whirlwind. Well, what's uh, First off, Mike, what is, uh, what is a whirlwind? So the if, whirlwind is... If you're uh, a manufacturer, what's a whirlwind? It's the urgent and important. That's where they intersect. Something really urgent, and it's really important. And, you know, the reality is... In a, in a machine shop, that's all day, every day, right? Urgent and important stuff is happening. Um, but that's that's the whirlwind. Like my machine broke down. Yeah. Joe didn't show up for work. Yeah. Customer screaming and wants parts three days early. Yeah. Junior cut the tip of his finger off. That could be a problem. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's <laughs> that so went from a whirlwind for a crap storm real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's the whirlwind. Like, I got I got a lot of stuff going on. All of it is so important. Everything was on its last stage, and I just scrapped twenty parts. Yep, that's what that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck, and, and you're you're if you're the owner, and you have to go fix those twenty parts by yourself or remake them by yourself. That is the whirlwind. Yes, but when we talk to these uh, machine shop owners, um, that's the way it's always been. You know. And in TMA, you talk to a guy, and yeah, I took this over from my my dad, and you know, it's, it's and always I, been. I, I run the machines. I quote at night, and when I get to it, and Sally's been with us for twenty years, and she does the books, or I have a, an accountant or a bookkeeper that does all the books, and and that's it. Yeah, and so yeah, this is subject HR. Of, yep, those subject are two letters an, in the alphabet. Uh, subject for another uh, podcast, but. You know, she's doing those financials for you every month, and you've you've never looked at them. You don't even know where, where they're financials. At. Yeah. What are financials? Yeah. 
why do I need those? So, so the first step then is what? You just to understand that you're in it. Hey, my name's Dave Kapkovitz, and I have a problem. It's, yeah. it's really looking at yourself in the mirror and say, am I in the whirlwind? If you can't, you have to admit that you're actually in the whirlwind. And that the whirlwind is not acceptable. It's not, it's not maximized. Dude, the whirlwind sucks. Yeah. I've been in a whirlwind for years. Yep. Not, not these years, but a long time ago. The whirlwind, if you don't know if you're in a whirlwind, it's when you leave work, you worked really hard in a really long day, and you don't feel like you got anything done. That's, that, is, that's, that should raise your eyebrows and say, I think I might be in a whirlwind. Sure, and if you start stringing together four or five of those days, yep. and then two or three of those weeks, then... Next thing you know is if you've done one year three times instead of three years, yep, yep. this year looks just like last year, that's another step. That's another no, that indication that indication you're, in, that you're yeah. in the whirlwind. So you have to look in the mirror and say, I'm in the whirlwind. That's sure. the first step, right? Yeah. So once you take that step, then you can commit to change, right? Yep, I think that's the next step. I think next step is committing, committing to change and committing to I, I'm going to leave this whirlwind. I, I got to get out of the whirlwind. The whirlwind, instead of the whirlwind controlling me, I have to control the whirlwind. Because you can't stop things from happening. You're always going to scrap apart. There's always going to be a machine issue or a manufacturing problem. There's always going to be somebody that didn't show up for work. That You know, Murphy lives in manufacturing, right? So he's always going to show up. The question is, are you going to build walls around walls around Murphy and say, okay, you can, you're going to be here, but I'm not letting you get on this side of it because I have to do that. So mm -hmm. what would be the first, what would be the step to the wall? Well, I mean, like? I like, I like that, you know, um, just putting boundaries around it. Um, there will be exceptions to all these rules, but you know, really, if you, if you are commit the first hour of the day or the last hour of the day to getting out of the whirlwind and and spending your time um, working on the business. Um, if you if you lose that hour, is it really going to make no that much difference? No, believe it or not, you won't even notice it. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you because when you're in a whirlwind, you aren't efficient. No, no. So it isn't like you're losing efficiency. Sure, so, sure. And if you think you're efficient in a whirlwind, uh, I challenge you. Yeah. But. but uh, you're 100% right, and what you're talking about is building some kind of structure. Yeah. Okay, fine. I, I'm in the whirlwind. I admit that I'm in the whirlwind. I'm committing to get out of it. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put Murphy in a box now, and I'm going to structure my day. I'm going to give Murphy his time because i got to get out there and make things happen, but I'm going to structure my day. The beginning and the end of the day are mine now. Sure, sure. And I'm going to work on the business, those, those, whether it's half hour, an hour, two hours, whatever it is. And that, that time should grow. If you, if you can't see, even fathom yourself starting, start it 30 minutes in the morning. Sure. Don't come in 30 minutes early. Just give it 30 minutes. Say, hey, I'm going to shut my door. I'm going to put a note on it. Don't bother me for this first half hour. You guys get going, figure it out, and I'm going to block myself out for a half hour. Sure, and that's the second step, though, is, uh, is to have the plan. So, hey, this is how we handle the first half hour of the first hour of the day mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm going to be – you know, working on that's right. Other issues. So, you know, here's now you've structured and blocked out that time, and then now it is to to plan. What am I going to do during that time? Right. What am I going to do? And then what are the guys going to do? Because they're so accustomed to having me, um, that the, you know they they just rely on me because I'm here. 
And if I can uh, step away and make them rely on themselves for a minute, um, that 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 can help. You're 100 percent right. I mean, and that you really, when you plan. Um, the reason Mike and I talk about having something at the beginning of your day and the end of your day, because at the end of the day, oftentimes you write some things down that you got to make sure you get done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. These are things in my 30 minutes tomorrow. These are things that I have to get done. Sometimes it's quotes because we all work. And a lot of times we don't have time to do our quotes. Sometimes it's five S and you're cleaning up your shop. Sometimes it's just doing a project plan for a big project that just came in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's doing employee reviews. Sometimes it's doing health insurance stuff. But you have a list that you work off of, and it's prioritized. you got to be able to prioritize that list. And then you know what you're doing during that time. Absolutely. Yep, A, B, C. That's know? right. You just break it into three categories, and things will move around on that list. But at least you have a list. Right. And uh, you're not stressing over did I forget something? Because right. you're just writing stuff down, right? Yeah, so I mean, there's more stuff we can use. I mean, I use a little remarkable tablet with a checklist. You can use Evernote. There's all, You just use a notepad, something. Yep. Something. Yep. And, and then sometimes when I have that notepad, just a side note, you bring it home and you set it beside your bed. <laughs> and if you forget something and right before you go to bed, oh, crap. I, I got to remember this tomorrow. And I just have it and I write it down and f- roll over and forget about it. Yep, yep. It's nice to have that. Totally, right? totally. And then then you got to be able to do what? Well, you know, you're not going to be able to do all that stuff that you've been doing if you're going to take an hour out of your day to uh, get out of the whirlwind. So you got to turn that over to somebody. That's right. And uh, we call that delegation. But um, delegation takes a lot of different forms when we deliver our training around delegation we talk about it as a as a spectrum at one end of the spectrum right i'm going to give you something and you come right back and tell me what you've done at the end of the spectrum it's this is yours that's right just tell me if you have a problem but so you know when people think about delegating they think it's a light switch and it doesn't have to be no if it's a light switch all you do is throw someone in a deep end and you hope they can swim yes you wind up you wind up getting pissed off and you lose an employee when you do that. So when you're planning, you write down exactly, hey, these are a couple things that you might take the time and write down all the things that you do. And you list them in priority from top to bottom. This has to be me. This is top priority. Mm -hmm. And the bottom is this could be Joe, Sally, anybody, right? Yes. And, And when you break it down to things that you have to do and things that you could possibly hand off to one of your team, You kind of start there, and you start taking little pieces off your plate, and that empowers people. And when you delegate, and then, but when you say, "Hey, I'm going to pass off," say it's entering jobs into your ERP system, and you have a bookkeeper in your in your business, and you want to teach them how to do that, you have to teach them how to do that. You have to write down some instructions, and you got to hand it off properly so they know exactly what you expect. Right? We could talk about this all day, but you don't just hand it off willy nilly. You hand it off with some kind of structure to where they understand the expectation. They understand uh, from top to bottom how long this should take, how what kind of details entailed, and basically when it has to be done by. Sure, and that follow-up becomes part of that hour that's out of the out of the uh, the, the whirlwind, right? I mean, you you, hey Dave, um, you've been doing a great job, man. I pass this on to you and. Or, hey, Dave, um, I need you to just 
tweak this or tweak that. I mean, so so that Dave's not thinking, okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing you could do is delegate, and they think they're awesome, and yeah. you think they suck. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then you're non-confrontational, and you don't tell them. Right. So, and by the way, managers don't just go up to your employee and say you suck. That, yeah, that yeah. doesn't work. Let's well, say, hey, I need a... you to change this. Hey, I'm looking at this. Can you change it and do it this way? Need to make a couple improvements here. When is there any help you need? Something like that. And that's that's management. That's management. Yeah. And ultimately, when you get out of the whirlwind. You're going to get to manage. And all of a sudden, many hands make light work. Sure, sure. And now you're in an organized state of flow. And you have the next man up that you're working on. And it's, you know, it makes your, your business uh, palatable. Like it doesn't just consume you all day, every day. That's right. That's right. And now there's still times that you're going to need to get out there. Just because you step out of the whirlwind doesn't mean you ever don't have to ever have to do anything anymore. That's the mistake some people make. They step out of the whirlwind and say, I don't know, I'm not delegating everything and I'm not doing anything anymore on the shop. Sometimes sometimes the shop needs you. Sometimes you got a difficult project. Sometimes you have to pass your knowledge on to people. And that sometimes it takes years to do. Sure. But we talked about number one, you got to admit that you're in a whirlwind. Number two, you got to commit to change. Number three, you got to build a wall around your day to keep keep Murphy contained so you can so you can have some time to work on your business, not in your business. And number four, you have to plan. You know, mm-hmm. you have to you have to structure the time, write a list of all the things you need to do and prioritize. You got to be you got to be able to choose what you need to do. Number five, you got to be able to delegate. Take some of those lower priority things and delegate those off your list. That'll make up for the time that you're spending doing this. And number six, hey, six steps. You got to manage that person. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. If you'd enjoyed this podcast and you're in manufacturing and you want to learn more about what we do, go to our contact tab at ebitagrowthsystems.com, E-B-I-T-D-A, growthsystems.com, and I'll be reaching out to you personally to see what we can do for you. You've been listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Podcast, Making Business Profitable. 